We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app welcome to center stage all things arts and entertainment we just believe you ought to know about it oh my gosh there's so many great things that are happening for even december and we hope that you will uh, find a way to get some tickets and go see some really great concerts my first guest tonight is chuck lazarus if you do not know he who he is let me just tell you a little bit um, you can give your holiday season a really big, brassy boost as Minnesota Orchestra trumpeter Charles Lazarus and some very special guests swing their way through your favorite holiday tunes. Lazarus's all-star band features Grammy Award winners, former Prince collaborators, and many world-renowned performers, all lending a bright, fresh take on the most beloved classics. And of course, he calls this show Merry and Bright with Charles Lazarus. And he joins us now right here on the John Schuster um, Caldwell Banker Hotline. How are you, my friend? I'm just fine, Gerald, and it's great to talk to you. It's great to talk to you too, sir. This is all happening on Sunday, December 11th at Orchestra Hall. What time does the show begin? It's at 2 o'clock. Two o'clock. You know, I am going to try my best to make it there uh, because your show is really fantastic. Javita and I had a chance to only go one year to really check it out, and it was amazing. The singers, the band, just fabulous. Tell us about the the musicians. Well, I remember that night. That was a fun night you, you guys came, and we've been doing this for a while, and uh, as always, we're going to be featuring our all-brass big band that's including members of the Minnesota Orchestra Brass section um, with our rhythm section with Tommy Barbarella on keyboards, Daryl Boudreau on percussion, David Schmallenberger on drums, Jeff Bailey on the bass, um, and uh, featuring singers Tanya Hughes-Kendrick and Bruce Henry. But this year, we're very excited to be joined by an amazing group of singers from the Angelica Cantanti Youth Choirs under the direction of Michelle Garretts. And these kids can really sing, and we've got a bunch of new charts for them. It's going to be really fun. I had a chance to work with them. They are amazing. Absolutely amazing. And they will, uh, you know, they will try any type of genre, really. They will do their best to make it work. And I love that about them. Um, so I'm really happy that they'll be a part of it. How many of them will be there? Because it's a large group. It is. It's going to be 24 singers. And I'm very excited because my, uh, my son and my niece and nephew happen to sing in the choir as well. So that's, oh, it's kind of a fun family event for us. And, you know, about the styles, I mean, the really fun thing about this show is that we, we have styles from all around the world, including Latin jazz, big band swing, R&B, gospel, and even some funky originals by our keyboardist and mutual friend Tommy Barbarella. 
and uh, new arrangements for uh, and originals for the kids uh, singing, and they are rehearsing and ready to go, and they're fitting right in with all the different styles, and uh, it's not a stretch at all. They're just great singers and having a great time with positive attitudes, which is so important this time of year. I love the diversity on the stage uh, with this particular show. It's amazing. It's it's uh, beautiful to the eyes, beautiful to the soul, and your ears will just be tickling you all night long. Literally, it is just beautiful. Have you added a lot of different songs now that you have um, Angelica? I got to get it right. Cantanti. <laughs> Correct, yeah. Angelica Cantante Youth Choirs. Yes, we have some uh, new arrangements this year and some new originals. We're, uh, we're doing a piece that actually two years ago when we were unable to play um, uh, because of the pandemic, play live, we, we did a music video with Tanya Hughes Kendrick and some young singers that started this idea of, of the choir, and it's a tune called I Believe, and there's a, a video of that you can find on my YouTube channel there. And that is really great. It was a lot of fun, and we thought we would build on that. So we're doing that, and there's um, uh, a new arrangement of Children Go Where I Send Thee that's uh, oh. with Tanya Hughes and Bruce Henry and all the kids. And then there's a there's a feature that, uh, just for the kids singing uh, that's uh, another arrangement of Tommy's. It's just this perfect Las Vegas meets Hawaii version of Meli Kalikimaka with the Angelica <laughs> singers. And uh, if, if you know any of those old kind of Latin lounge uh, exotica recordings or Esquivel, any of those kind of artists from 50s and 60s, it's got that kind of feel to it. And it's, it's a really fun one for the kids. Now, this is happening at Orchestra Hall, and of course, uh, that does not mean that the Minnesota Orchestra is performing. It really is Charles Lazarus. He's remarkable, and of course, his band and the singers, and it's just going to be a blast with the choir. Um, I, so if you have not gotten your tickets, where do they go to get tickets? Uh, they can go to minnesotaorchestra.org. And there are still some tickets available. In fact, there's a Black Friday sale uh, going on right now, and they're on 50% off. Um, 50% off? Uh, yes, yes. And they are going fast, but there are some seats left. <laughs> well, I'm going to see if I can make it, man. I, I told you that I couldn't make it, and I looked at my calendar, and I was like, I wonder if I can change this and change that and go to the concert. Because I only saw it once, so you may be surprised, but I'm I'm going to do my best to get there, Chuck, seriously, because uh, it's quite remarkable. Well, I'd love to see you there. Yeah, so I just want to ask you very quickly, is this something you're going to take around the world? Well, you know, it's become a tradition uh, here in the Twin Cities, and we've been doing this, gosh, it must be seven or eight years now, and it is something we've thought about doing. You know, the, the, the interesting thing about this is uh, the, the, uh, that makes it a little bit unique is the big band. You know, it's, it's 15 people total on stage, not including the 24-member choir. And, uh, but the big band is all brass instruments and it's, it's mostly players from the Minnesota orchestra. And then we have some, some jazz players mixed into it. And this nice conglomerate collective of different style players putting out this really big sound. So we have thought that it would be something fun to tour around and try with some other orchestras, but for sure, Orchestra Hall is our home and it's the tradition here, uh, for Orchestra Hall. And we're really excited about it. And what year is this for you? How many years have you been doing I this? Think, I think this is the eighth year. 
that we've done. Wow. Yeah, so it's been, it's been going awesome, on for a while. Man. You know, the Steels, we didn't um, do a Christmas show this year. And, oh, man, I was so sad about that. We did that short tour last year of six cities here in the state of Minnesota. And to come back this year, you know, when it's a good time to do it, really, I was so disappointed, right? But we're definitely going to do it next year. Absolutely. Definitely do it next year. Um, and I oh, know that yeah. this is and, important know, to you. Well, it is very important. It's been so hard with the pandemic. And I think, you know, people, it's, you know, it's still a little scary, but people are, are coming out and it's it's less serious now. And, and you can really tell that people are hungry for live music. And it's it's been a tough couple of years, but it, it's it's really heartening to realize uh, how much people value that that feeling of connection and and we as performers you know being able to feel that live audience like you know and standing next to you on stage and um, feeling that personal connection and you know, that translates to the audience and so it, it's so important and and that all that listening uh, and collaboration really makes people better it, it brings out the best in people and so I, I do feel that it's a really important mission to be connecting to people like that. I agree. It's so important. And this is the time. We've been through so much with the midterm elections and so forth. And so this is a moment of joy. It is a moment of joy. And if you can can get your tickets, all you have to do is go to minnesotaorchestra.org, uh, look up the Mary and Bright concert with Charles Lazarus, and you do not, I tell you, you will not regret it at all. It's December 11th on a Sunday uh, at 2 o'clock p.m. at Orchestra Hall. If you want more information, again, just go to minnesotaorchestra.org. What's coming up next after this big concert? Concert, sir. Well, we have a lot, a lot of uh, holiday concerts coming up with the orchestra and a, and a big season and a new music director to look forward to. And then right. uh, for myself, uh, I'm doing some young people's concerts uh, in uh, in the, the late winter, early spring, and then in June uh, I'm doing my Night in the Tropics show with the orchestra. So I have another uh, show coming up with the Minnesota Orchestra um, later in the summer. So, And you can find out uh, the listing of all that is on my website, which is charleslazarus.com. charleslazarus.com. You guys do not want to miss this concert on December 11th at 2 p.m. at Orchestra Hall. Thank you so much for joining us, Chuck. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Geraldine. It's always great talking to you. All right. You too, sir. Take care. All right, everyone. Don't miss out on that concert. Seriously. Don't do it. <laughs> Coming up next is Diane Babcock, director of Sing, Play, Learn with MacPhail. That's coming up next in a moment. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome. Of course, it is center stage, and it's all things arts and entertainment, and I'm so excited to introduce you to Diana Babcock. Who is she? Well, let me tell you a story first. Since 2004, MacPhail Center for Music has realized that a successful and thriving local community isn't always about adults. It starts at a young age. This is why MacPhail started its learning with music program 18 years ago in the heart of the Twin Cities. And that's to empower students with music at a young age, thus creating strong, dynamic, and thriving communities. So now let's have Diana Bobcock, director of Sing, Play, Learn with MacPhail. She's joining us right now on the John Schuster Caldwell um, Banker um, Hotline. So you don't want to miss this interview. Hello. Hello, Diana. Hi, Carolyn. Nice hey, to talk now. to you. Hey, Nell. Yeah, I you too. Welcome. 
Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. We're very, I'm very excited to talk about this program tonight with you. All right, jump right in and tell us all about the program. All right. So Learning with Music um, came about um, in 2004, um, an idea based on seeing the need and an opportunity for um, more music to happen in early childhood classrooms. And the um, and noticing that this need would create such a great opportunity to build self-regulatory skills and school readiness skills. And so we tested it out for several years and did some research on our own. But then um, we were lucky in 2013 to be able to work with Dr. Eleanor Brown at Westchester University in Pennsylvania. Right. And we, started, we did formal research with her. Um, and our plan was to work with four preschools and see how adding music to those um, settings would help with self-regulatory skill development. Um, the unique thing I think I just want to mention right away is that we um, were teaching and coaching the teachers, the early childhood teachers, to use music, which is so different from other programs where um, music teachers will come in and do music with the students, but we're actually yeah. training the teachers to be able to do it beyond um, when we're not there, which is wonderful. It is so wonderful. It's amazing. You know, music changes the soul. It does. Mm -hmm. And it amazes me. It doesn't matter how young you are or how old you are. The bottom line is that you will be better for it, right? Now, there is some music that you that you don't want to put into the souls of these children, right, into the hearts of these <laughs> children. So I'm curious to know what genres of music um, are you offering to the children? You know, really anything. Um, music, uh, I think it's really important to be exposing them to different kinds of music. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we want to make sure that it's um, not going to be, um, perhaps um, have poor language in it that might influence some other, um, you know, language development that we might not want to hear some of these words. But um, it's important to expose them to a variety of different instruments and different sounds and different types of genres. So, you know, instrumental music, classical music, jazz, blues, hip-hop, whatever, you know, we've exposed them to the children. And, you know, we're, um, we're really working with the teachers to sing in the classroom, too, because oh. that's really what they want to hear. The kids, and the kids don't care what the, you know, the teachers sound like, to be honest with you. I think that's something that um, early childhood teachers and, and adults in general, unless they're performers... They feel a little bit less confident about singing in front of others. And we're training the teachers or coaching them to really feel comfortable to do that. Um, because when they do, and, you know, beyond exposing them to the different kinds of genres, but having the teachers really sing with the kids, they're helping to build so many school readiness skills and helping them to be able to learn and attend and focus, um, which will help them to build um, their learning potentials. When I first heard about this and I knew it was children, I immediately thought kindergarten through second grade. What are the ages mm -hmm. of the children? For the research project, we focused on three to five-year-olds. Okay. And, um, yeah, and we have worked with, of course, our program works with zero to eight years um, for Sing, Play, Learn. But for the research, we focused on three to five-year-olds and really focused on trying to see how we could by training those teachers to use music throughout the entire day for everything from lining up at the door to brushing their teeth to doing their art to writing their letters, whatever it is, 
that that would help them to be able to focus and attend so that they could learn those skills. And, um, and then it's fun. You know, right. music is a natural, fun, engaging activity, as you know. Um, it encourages attention and the steady beat and all those elements of music really help to, um, to enhance learning. And it uses both sides of the brain. So right, absolutely. with music. Yeah, children at schools right here in the Twin Cities are receiving McPhail's Learning with Music program. And it showed 150% greater growth across the year in um, um, inhibitory control compared to their peers without learning um, with music. Here's the question for me. Um, if, yeah. if it's the children that um, are really building around this, they are growing and they're getting better and learning what music can do for you. What about the children you're not reaching? And I know that McPhail works very hard to try to make sure that all the children they can get can, can be a part of this. Tell us how it works and how families can get involved. Yeah, I would love to. Um, well, we definitely have, of course, our registration-based programs that are at um, four of our five locations, so Minneapolis, Apple Valley, um, Chanhassen, Austin, Minnesota, and um, and then also at our partnerships. We work with a lot of um, programs throughout the Twin Cities and beyond, actually, in greater Minnesota as well, where we provide early childhood music programming um, at their actual preschools or early childhood centers. So lots of opportunity there. You know, you can look us up online at www.mcfail.org. And find out more. There's actually a page on the research in itself that you can look up, learning with music. And then the Sing, Play, Learn page has a lot more information. So lots Hello. of opportunities. Go yeah. Ahead. Oh, I was going to say, we're also at a lot of libraries throughout the community, too. So lots mm-hmm. of ways to experience it and learn more about our program. And very quickly, um, are you reaching out to children at risk, uh, those that are suffering with poverty, economic yeah. hardship? Yes, and learning with music in particular, that is the focus. So we focused on children that were dealing with um, economic hardship and stressors. And so what we found, um, in fact, our researcher mentioned that about 43% of children um, currently are experiencing this um, in the United States. And mm-hmm. so what we find is that this the impact is even greater on children that are experiencing those type of stressors. Because um, it's just, you know, they're, they're at a greater risk of cognitive and social-emotional um, dis- deficiencies. And so, um, and music, again, is such a great way to reach children that, um, and they respond so quickly. Um, so if people I want more information, where do they go to get that? Is there a website um, they, available? Yes, absolutely. Um, go to our website at mcfail.org. And you can learn more about it. Um, yeah, and a lot of our other partnerships we work with as well do work with um, children um, experiencing economic stressors. That's just a really important um, facet of our program is to reach out to as many children as we can and try to create the greatest impact. Diana Babcock, thank you so much for joining us tonight. She is director of Sing, Play, Learn with McPhail. If you want more information, is there a phone number people can call? Um, yes, um, you can call 612-321-0100. 
1-800-273-0100. Thank you so yeah. much, Diana. What a pleasure to have you join us tonight. Yep. Thank you so much, too. All right. We're going to take a break, everyone, and come back with some weather in a moment. Come back to center stage, everyone. It's arts and entertainment. And we feel like we ought to tell you from the top of the roof, and we're excited to have a group that I have not interviewed before, if I'm correct. It's called Ballet Minnesota. And the artistic, uh, the choreographer and artistic director is joining us, Andrew Rist. How are you, Andrew? I'm very good. Thank you, Geraldine. Congratulations. This is your 34th presentation of the classic Nutcracker at the O'Shaughnessy, featuring a cast of more than 100, 100 dancers, including two highly lauded guest dancers from the prestigious American Ballet Theater. This is quite remarkable what you guys are doing this year. And of course, the classic Nutcracker, so many people love it. This is set for December 16th and 18th at the O'Shaughnessy. Tell us what the challenges are and what um, what's different about the piece this year? Well, the challenges are you take a few years to actually create the ballet. And then when you get the ballet, you have to keep fine-tuning it so that the audience can actually tell the story that's going on. And the, the biggest challenge year after year is to breathe fresh life back into it. Now, the dancers are there. They're ready to go. But if you don't, get their heart and soul into it, then it's very hard to to create the magic on stage. It's not enough just to be the dancer. It's a story ballet. They have to come out of themselves, and they have to pull the audience into them. And that's not an easy thing to do necessarily. Um, You know, over the years, I have gone to see several uh, ballet companies at Northrop Auditorium and other places. And I tell you, um, when it comes to dance, Minnesotans come out. They really do come out. Yeah. But if they feel as though it is too simple or, you know, it is not what they expected, all of a sudden they start to fall off, although there are others that will start to come that have never been before. Tell me how you keep going. I mean, 34 years of doing this particular classic piece is incredible. Well, I, the, as far as the Nutcracker, it's the fact that we stayed uh, quite true to the original story of the Nutcracker. That's why we call it the classic one. I mean, the choreography is original, but t- pretty true to the storyline. And that's one of the things over the years that people kept coming to see it. And that's for any artist that just makes them feel good and makes them want to continue to take this and take it to another level. You actually have um, soloists in this that are featured. Can you tell us their names and where they are from? And are you talking about the ones we're bringing from American Ballet Theater? Or are you talking about our own dancers? No, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm talking about the one from Shanghai, China. And I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Is it Zhang oh, yeah. Fang? Miss, yeah, Miss, yeah Miss, Miss Fang. And uh, she's a soloist with American Ballet Theater, absolutely beautiful dancer. Um, I must honestly admit, I'm very lucky to have a really good executive director named Taylor Huber. And Uh Taylor is the one who went out this summer, and she went around to companies and finally was able to contact Miss Fang and Mr. Sebastian. And they are coming from ABT to work with us. We usually try to bring in... Uh, principal dancer soloists from other companies to do the lead role in the Nutcracker. And we were very fortunate this week. But as I said, our executive director 
uh, really was able to do that. That's remarkable. Now, you have hailed as America's preeminent dance company, uh, which is known for their overall excellence and roster to present and and um, past ballet stars, including Misty Copeland and Cynthia yep. Gregory and Alexi, I don't know how to pronounce her name, I think it's Ranmaski. And Mikhail <laughs> Barshnikov, I mean, Barishnikov. Yep. It's just amazing that you've already had these incredibly well-known performers on the stage. And, and how do it you keep really it going is. after 34 years? This is amazing. It's, it's just, you walk into the studio and you start to do this again and you see the excitement in the dancers. The dancers, you know, they're a breed that, that they still believe that magic exists in the world. They still believe in the wonder of the world. And if you can just tap into what, into their belief and bring the beauty of what they've been able to do by training for years onto the stage, then you have something. And, and it, for me, it's very satisfying to see these dancers literally take themselves to another level and step on the stage in front of an audience uh, accomplished. My final question, I believe, for you would be, you know, you and your your wife, you guys are the two that are doing this. Um, of course, your name being Andrew, her name is Cheryl Reese. And um, right. I just wonder, is it has it been a challenge over all these decades, over all these years, working together? Or has it been difficult or have you just had pure joy? Well, both. I mean, because when you finally get to the end of, you know, any journey, as you know, is it's filled with pitfalls. It's filled with joy. It's filled with wonder. But when you finally get to the end, there is that joint satisfaction that, yes, we did it. We did it again. But, no, she is a very strong-willed woman, and uh, we definitely see differently on different things, and we have to hash it out, and then we come up with something that works. And the fact that she has created the costumes for the entire ballet, every one of the costumes, they're absolutely magical. They're, they're amazing costumes. It, it, it brings our Nutcracker to a different level. Wow, that's incredible. Now, the show is happening on December 16th, 17th, and 18th. On the Friday, December 16th, it's 7 p.m. Saturday, December 17th, there's a 2 p.m. show. And on Sunday, December 18th, there is a 2 p.m. show. Is this something you would encourage children to come and see? Yes. Um, one, of my, one of my barometers for the show is what young children think about it. And from what I have seen, they're very ecstatic about it. They love the show. So as long as the little children, you know, their smiles get on their face, they love the wonder and the magic of it, it's, it's on the right track. It's amazing that you stick with the classic Nutcracker because it's been done in so many different genres, so many different ways. Um, and here you are doing the classic Nutcracker. Yep. Nutcracker, what do you hear from parents when they come and see your piece? They do. They Well, the thing is that the original production had magic and wonder in it. So mm -hmm. I'm going along with that. I mean, you know, some very great artists created this um, and it's come down through the centuries and people can go off on a tangent and do other versions of it. And if it's artistic, it, it will be a good production, but there's something about the magic of the story plot of the original one. 
sort of right. um, like a Christmas carol. You can do Chris- different versions of it, but there's something very magic about the the actual original one. Well, congratulations on bringing it back. It's your 34th year. Um, it's going to be at O'Shaughnessy, which is connected to uh, St. Catherine's University. Uh, I used to go there, by the way. And so if you oh, want um, the number for the box office, it's 651-690-6700. Again, that's 651-690-6700. And if people want more information on the website, where would they go? They would go to valleminnesota.org and... There's an ad, a big nutcracker ad right there, and if you click on it, it'll give you information about tickets and about the production itself. Well, Andrew, it's been a pleasure getting to know you tonight and hearing all about what you are doing and bringing in these amazing dancers. Thank you so much, Andrew Riss, choreographer and artistic director for Ballet Minnesota. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in a moment. It is now 949 here at WCCO. We are hoping to get our guest on. They are called the O'Neill Brothers. If you've never heard of them over the past 25 years, piano playing brothers Tim and Ryan O'Neill have had their music streamed online more than one billion. Yes, I said billion times. They've sold more than 10 million copies of their songs, toured with 80s pop sensation Debbie Gibson, and provided music for movies on NBC, CBS, HBO, and PBS, and more. So I'm really hoping that we'll be able to speak with them about their big event that is coming up. Um, they are they are Minnesota's nationally known piano playing duo. They'll be performing on two grand pianos this holiday season for the first time in a dozen years all for a very good cause. So we do hope that we will be able to reach them. Um, I also want to let you know that the final hour for um, Steel Talking is at 10 o'clock. So from 10 to 11 o'clock, it's called the Mom and Michael Hour for those that may be listening for the first time. And my son, Michael Battle, joins me all the way from Los Angeles, and it is my favorite hour I get a chance to hang out with him. So he will be on tonight, so stay tuned. All right, I believe we have Ryan O'Neill right now. How are you, Ryan? Erlyn, thanks so much for your time. I'm honored to uh, honored to join you, love you and your music. Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Man, you guys have, you know, had a hiatus from the audience for a while, and you are back. Tell us all about why you came back and what do you offer this time? Yeah, we're really excited. Both my brother Tim and I play and sing on the two pianos, and we mm-hmm. recently started a foundation called the O'Neill Foundation of Hope. And what we wanted to do with this foundation um, was really kind of bring people together, together uh, organizations uh, really from across the country, to to provide help and um, extra care to those in need. And so we're doing uh, some concerts coming up here in Bloomington at the Masonic Center. That's um, a great theater, yeah. by the way. That's a great space. Yeah, super, uh, super excited at the Ives Auditorium. So we're doing three concerts, and all proceeds from the concerts are going to be benefiting uh, the foundation itself. And, we, you know, we wanted to bring some some joy, some hope, uh, to to those during the holiday season, especially maybe going through a tougher time. 
Yeah, this is so true because there are people that are really going through and to know that you are out here making a difference, deciding to make sure that you can help someone else. That's what it's all about. And Minnesotans are really great with that. We get out, we raise money, we figure out a way to make someone's life better. So I just want to say thank you for doing that. And then are you guys still traveling all the time? Yeah, so we've we've had a little break from our concert uh, tours that we've done for a number of years, and this is the first year uh, back. We're excited excited to be back, and we've also got some other great musicians joining us. We've got the Moss on saxophone, Jill Olson on violin, and then a friend of yours, Daryl Boudreau, who is oh. going to be joining us playing some percussion. He is like a brother to us. Thank you so much for telling me he's going to be there. That's amazing. And are you guys going to do all of the the favorite type of Christmas or holiday songs we love, or have you added some of your originals? Yeah, we do have some of our originals uh, on there, uh, but we do have a lot of the traditional favorites, kind of fun for the whole family, all ages, you know, singing and playing on the two pianos. And uh, really it's uh, it's meant to be, of fun, hopeful, inspirational, um, all all looking to to raise some money for the new foundation to help uh, help help those uh, in need. Can I ask you why did it take over a decade for you to come back? <laughs> That's a good question. That's a very good question. No, it's it's interesting. Tim, my brother, my dear brother Tim, has four children, so I know he's been he's been super busy on the home front. I and would say so. uh, and we've been <laughs> yeah and we've been and we've been trying to find some other different outlets to to get our music uh out there as well but um by the way I'm excited for your performance coming up here I know you're at the Hilton coming up for the Urban League uh, yes. Twin Cities Unity Ball so I'm excited oh. excited about that coming up uh, to to hear you too Thank you. Thank you very much, Ryan. I appreciate that. Now, we want details. It's Friday, December 16th, 1 p.m. and 7.30 p.m., so you have two shows that day. Again, that's December 16th. On Saturday, December 17th, there's one show at 7.30 p.m. Do I have that correct? Yep, that is correct. And again, it's at the Ives Auditorium at the Masonic Heritage Center in Bloomington, Minnesota. Tickets are between $16 and $32. Is this a concert that children would love? Let's say between the ages of 5 and 12. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. It is is for all ages, for the whole family. Um, And it is kind of fun singing, playing on the two pianos with a a variety of great uh, instrumentalists as well. That's incredible. And of course, let's mention again that the ticket proceeds will benefit the O'Neill Foundation of Hope, a new nonprofit organization created by Tim and Ryan O'Neill to help people in need. So thank you for that. If people want more information, what website do they go to? Yeah, for our foundation, it's just O'NeillHope.org. Or they could just go to pianobrothers.com. If they check out pianobrothers.com, that has all the information. And, um, yeah, I'm a big, big fan of yours, Gerilyn. I'm grateful for the, the time and the kind opportunity to be with you. And keep on keep doing your thing. We love you. Thank you so much, Ryan. You take care, too. Be safe. Yeah, you too. You too. Happy holidays. You too, sir. That is Ryan O'Neill of the O'Neill Brothers. you got to check him out. So all you have to do is go to pianobrothers.com or to O'Neill Hope. 
dot org for the hope nonprofit that they have now started. All right, everyone, we have uh, covered so much in this hour, so much in this hour, and I've had a really good time. But the Mom and Michael hour is coming up next. And yes, Michael Battle will be here this time. He will actually be on with us tonight. I think he's been gone for about three or four weeks, if I'm not mistaken, Chris, but I'm really excited to have him on next hour. So stay tuned. Don't go away. And of course, for me, it has been so much fun doing this show tonight. I really enjoyed talking with you and those that um, text us or or wrote in, um, text us or called us. We really appreciate it for tonight. So thank you. Stay tuned for the Mom and Michael Hour. That's coming up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 